Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the long-suffering love of God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the long-suffering love that God exemplifies for us. Paul's famous chapter on love starts out telling us that no matter how religious I seem or how piously I live, if I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is paramount because God is love. Paul writes, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. We've spent over 150 episodes of Rooted Daily looking to the word of God so that we will know what God wants us to think and say and do. And all of those different topics are important. But Paul says we can master all of that. And if we do not have love, we are nothing. Paul describes what this kind of godly love, long-suffering love looks like. He says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Paul has told us that godly love is essential. And the first thing he says to describe that kind of love is love is patient. Or in other words, love suffers long. Now, I don't necessarily get the impression that patience is the greatest element of love, but it is worth noticing that these are Paul's first words in this description. So what is the patience that Paul is talking about? We use patience to describe all sorts of situations, like the time uh, we take a deep breath when the computer shuts down before we have a chance to save all of our hard work, or when we keep our hands off the horn when we're stuck in traffic, or when we start watching a television show that hasn't made it to Netflix yet, and so we have to wait each week for a new episode to come out. That is patience. That's our perseverance through difficult circumstances. And the Bible talks about the need for this kind of patience often. See Luke 8, 15, Romans 2, 7, and Revelation 2, 3. And in each of those verses, the English word patience is translated from the Greek hypomonious. Paul uses a different word here, though, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Greek macrothymia, which we read as patient, but it's also translated long-suffering. And when this word for patience is used, it almost always refers not to just to uh, perseverance through difficult circumstances, but self-sacrificial perseverance through difficult people. I wonder how many weddings a, a preacher has read this famous passage and then told the happy couple to prepare for a long life of suffering with each other. But in some sense, that is what love requires. It requires sacrifice, and sacrifice goes hand in hand with suffering. We like to think of love as butterflies in our stomach, a feeling that we have little to no control over. And God knew that we would have a difficult time equating that feeling 
with sacrifice. He knew it would be difficult to make a commitment to love one another, knowing that commitment would require us to suffer for others. Whether that commitment was in the church or in a marriage, God knew his call to self-sacrifice and long-suffering would be a difficult pill to swallow. And so he had a book written to explain it to us, the best love advice the world has ever received. First John chapter 4 tells us that the all-knowing and all-powerful God is love, and we learn how to love from him. And so the story he gave us of his creation of the world, the sin of his people, and the redemption from that sin that only he can offer gives us everything we'll ever need to know about how to have long-suffering love. When God revealed himself to Moses, that was what he proclaimed. He said, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Next, this 34, 6. That is the description that God used for himself over and over. He is a God who loves and forgives and is patient so that he does not become quickly angered at our rebellion. That phrase, slow to anger, could easily be summed up in Paul's word, macrothemia. Slow to anger means that God is also long in his suffering because he sees our sin and he wants us to give the opportunity to repent. That's truly the story of scripture. God's loving patience and long suffering. God was slow to anger for centuries before he commanded Noah to build an ark. He was slow to anger with the Israelites as they rebelled against him time and time again. He remains slow to anger as each one of us today decides to sin against him. 2 Peter 3.9 tells us the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient, there's that word macrothemia again, with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God suffers long waiting for us to repent. That is true love. And it is that long suffering that provokes Paul to use that word macrothemia over and over again. In Romans chapter 2, he writes, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now, we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? In other words, God has shown patience to me. So how dare I not show patience to others? God suffers us. He suffers long with sinners. And he gave us a book of books to show us that for a reason. 1 Timothy 1.16 says, But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. We can all join with Paul as an example to others of just how much patience God has. My life is living proof that we have a God who is slow to anger. Therefore, as Paul says in Colossians 3, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God suffers long for us. And if I am born of him, that is the kind of love that I will display too. That is why the first thing Paul said about love in that great description of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is that love suffers long. He's not talking about enduring the inconveniences of life or even the patience we show in real affliction. No, Paul says love requires self-sacrificial perseverance through difficult people. That is the long suffering God shows us. And it is the never ending love that I must show others. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.